Tom Bernard Show with co-host Catherine Brandt. JB, Mike Bellino. And Andy Bernard. And we'll be right back in a couple of seconds. Tom Bernard Show. Walzer Automotive Group started in Minnesota over 60 years ago. Most people know something about the Walzer way. Upfront, no haggle pricing, work with one person from start to finish, or the free lifetime powertrain warranty on most vehicles sold in Minnesota. What you might not know is they are the only automotive group that is a member of the Keystone Club. They join such great Minnesota companies as General Mills, Target, Cargill, the Twins, Wolves, and Vikings in pledging 5% pre-tax profits to local charities. It's a great example of their core values. Do the right thing, display positive energy, be open-minded, and lead by example. So if you're in the market for a new or used car, check out walzer.com or stop into one of their dealerships. Please don't say, tell them Tommy sent you, because it sounds fake, and I hate it. Walzer Automotive Group. Walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, that works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. You see, I've been through the desert on a horse with no name. It felt good to be out of the rain in the desert. These guys were good guys, by the way, America. What, what were they? Dewey Bunnell. Nice guys. Some random facts for your Friday. The witches in Macbeth didn't really use Eye of Newt. That was just the ancient term for mustard seeds. Hmm. Eye of Newt was a mustard seed? Hmm. That's okay. kind of weird. The phrase cut to the chase comes from the silent film area, era, excuse me. When movies were actually long love stories that ended with a thrilling chase scene. So when people would say cut to the chase, it meant skip all the boring details and get to the exciting oh. part. That sounds fake. Well, that sounds plausible. Mm. Yeah. Exciting chase scenes in a silent movie? Yeah. They okay. would have them all the time. The guys on the rail cars or the guys on yeah. the horses. How many silent movies have you seen? <laughs> Who, me? Yeah. <laughs> well, there is that. Well, Char- Charlie Chaplin and oh, really? some others, yeah. Oh, it was about comedies that ended in chase scenes. I was going to say, it's like, I can't imagine watching a th- an action chase scene with no sound. It's like, no, it's kind of boring. You, it no, says they always had a piano. They had a piano. Well, yeah, they had the piano, but it's a little different. <laughs> Florida, the Sunshine State, has more indoor tanning salons than McDonald's locations. Why? That's weird. I have no idea. Is Why? indoor tanning better for you than the no. sun? No. God, no. That then. is such a fallacy. No. They used to advertise it that way, though. Well, I'm not saying it is. I'm asking. No. Way to go, Andy. No, it's way to not. bring it up. But I, I would assume... Safer than the sun. I would assume they have Myers. more because people have to... Even in Florida, where you probably get sun... More than any other place in this country. It's mm-hmm. up there. Uh, have to keep that tan going. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah I don't true. really see that many people when we're down in Florida that have that gross. Leather tan, old, yeah. Yeah, tan Yeah, there's a couple. Look. There are there's a couple a in the building. People, yeah, yeah, that seems not, to be more of like don't. a West Coast thing. Yeah, I suppose. And, and maybe, too, when uh, tourists come down there and it rains the whole time, they go to a tanning bed mm-hmm. so they can... Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe. And they there's also brag. the fact that native Floridians can go outside if it's below, like, 65. Oh, without parkas. 
Yeah. <laughs> so funny. hats. There is that. That's true. And you walk around uh, in shorts and t-shirts. I know. They just exactly. look at you like you're nuts. Mm-hmm. Even though Nevada is the most famous for its legalized gambling, it doesn't have a lottery. Lotteries have been illegal in Nevada since the state's constitution was ratified in 1864. That they ban. Well, believe yeah. me, there's, well, no, there's no way that... Casinos are going to let them have a lot. Yeah, that's what I was going to no. say. If they have a lottery, then the casinos don't get the money in right. it. They're not going to let that happen. The lottery is like a lot different. No, it still it still You're still satisfies that same station. urge. Uh, Did you hear about that guy? And I can't remember where it was. But in the United States, though, he won a hundred thousand dollar lottery, mm-hmm. a scratch off lottery. Won a hundred grand. Nice. Took the hundred grand, went and bought a helicopter. Didn't know how to fly it, so crashed it, and it burned to cinder. You can buy a <laughs> helicopter for $100,000? Uh, not, not, not a good one. <laughs> Apparently. Uh, it sounds like he just didn't know what he was doing. I no. thought you were going to say he won 100000 because I've heard other people, like, winning the 100000 like two weeks later, buying another ticket and, and winning a million, two million dollars. That really? does happen. Yeah, it's yeah. like, that does God. happen. Why, why, why am I not one of those people? Yeah, me too. My favorite, though, is the guys. It had to be in the south somewhere. I don't remember, I don't remember where it was, but I said, like, I'll tell you one thing. I knew that boy was going to crash that helicopter because I seen him out there, and he was kind of bouncing along the ground, <laughs> and it was bouncing and bouncing and bouncing, and then finally got it airborne, and then it crashed and burned up. The crash was blamed on the tail rotor hitting a tree, so, oh, yeah, he didn't, oh. know. Didn't, didn't, didn't know what he was doing. Where was it? Uh, North Carolina. It was North Carolina. Isn't that the birthplace of flight? Is it? Was it either yeah. North Carolina or South Carolina? Yeah, the Wright brothers. I think it was North Carolina, wasn't it? What's the town they were called from? It's like Kitty Hawk. Kitty Hawk. I think it's in North Kitty Carolina. Kitty Hawk is, in fact, in North Carolina. There you go. That's Kitty Hawk was the first flight. Would you think that you could just hop into a helicopter <laughs> no. and fly it without any instruction? No way. No, helicopters, oh, okay. you need to know what you're doing. There's no way I would just try to fly a I don't want a helicopter, first of all. Why do you even want that? I don't want one if I could, Quick like, you know, yeah, actually use it as transportation, but you really can't. It's like no. there's nowhere to land them. Remember that place that wanted, a, wanted, a, wanted us to do a TV show, a family TV show on uh, one of the networks? Mm-hmm. And, and the company hit the wall because a guy used to take a helicopter to work every day from his house in, house in Malibu to Hollywood. Oh, God. You take a helicopter back and forth to work every day. Well, mm. they're, they're, Very important people. There are some college football coaches who... <coughs> PJ. Well, and, and Nick Saban. Oh, who, Nick Saban. Who will show up at high school games and land on the field oh, in a helicopter. God. In a helicopter. Mm-hmm. Aren't you fancy? You know, yeah. Nick, what do you do? Look how cool I am. Yeah, mm-hmm. look how much money I can spend. Look at which as little Richard uh, started uh, <clears throat> peeling back on spending our money when he's flying to Rochester and Duluth. <laughs> Who's that? Patino. Remember we uh, we reported oh, on it a couple God, years ago? Where it was like, right. Yeah, that stopped. Okay, good. Unbelievable. Flying to Rochester and Duluth. <laughs> Rochester, that's a big 90-minute drive. You don't want to do that. Duluth, that's going to be another 90 minutes. Oh, we can't have it. The reason why it stopped, they found um, boosters who would donate their planes. Oh, I see what you're saying, yeah. I suppose. Mm -hmm. You can't do that, right? What's that? You can't donate your plane to a university. Oh, yes, you can. Oh, you can. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. That's why I said it's – that's why – us paying for it has stopped because they are donating. Oh, I see. Even though Nevada is most famous for its legalized gambling, they don't have the lottery. 1864. There are 96 bags. This is great news. <laughs> I almost hurled when I read this. There are 96 bags of poop, pee, and vomit on the moon. Astronauts from the Apollo missions left them there to reduce the weight of their shuttle so they'd be able to bring back moon rocks and core samples. Hmm. So 96 bags of poop, pee, and vomit on the moon. Did they weigh it down, or is it just floating around up there? Any amount of... Oh, the moon has gravity. It has gravity, yeah. Not a lot. Why do they have to wear all those moon boots and all that stuff? It doesn't have a ton. They don't suffocate. Well, I, I know, but poop doesn't weigh, a bag of poop isn't as much as a human, no. weighs as much it, as a human. With no atmosphere, it doesn't matter. If there's no atmosphere, a feather and a bowling ball will uh, drop at the same rate. See? But. What do you think of that, Catherine? <laughs> what do you think of that answer, sister? 
Okay. That <laughs> doesn't make sense to me, but okay. I actually knew the answer to this question, and I was the only one at the queue that knew the answer to the question. As usual, because you've got the answer in front of you. Mm-hmm. No, I do not. <laughs> well, I do now, yes. Alex Trebek. Cinco de Mayo is tomorrow, and 70% of us plan to celebrate in one way or another, but this is kind of depressing. Only 10% of us know why we're celebrating. Do you know what Cinco de Mayo celebrates? Yep. The Battle of Puebla. Yep. Very good. May 5th, 1862. Very good. Wow, even 1862 he knows. Even what, the reason why I know that is because yeah. of him. Oh, because of him? <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you know who they were battling? The French. Very good. Look at you the, paying attention in history yeah. class. I was the only one on the, on the morning show that knew that. I just had to that. pay attention to my neighborhood. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, that's true. In your neighborhood, just pay yeah. attention. <laughs> I, picked up, I picked up Spanish, and I didn't even take it in school. <laughs> All right, so... When's Mexican Independence Day then? September 16th. Very good. You got it all locked down. Okay, final question, and then you win. Are Italians really white people? (laughs) (laughs) Say yes. I I love that question. That is so Actually, it might be to your benefit to not be. Mm -hmm. Ah. Yeah, (laughs) I could use that on my college applications. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's well, all true. It doesn't help you anymore, by the way, no. being a minority. It doesn't anymore? It doesn't? What do you mean? Uh, it didn't help my daughter get into the U. Oh, that's right. You were telling really? me that. Yeah. You were telling me she, that action. It is hard to get into that place now. Yeah. To get into the U? Why? Because it, they turned it into a research institution, and you... You literally have to be like a, a a student with a like a twenty five on your ACT to get in. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. I mean, it is unless. Well, that's a big campus. All those people are. Well, the athletes get a break. <clears throat> yeah, sure. naturally. Yeah, and um, but no, being a minority doesn't help you anymore. That's so. surprising. Now they want minorities, so they they go after the the high of the high scoring, but they limit the the amount of as they used to call them passes or whatever. What? Oh, yeah. passes? Yeah. Okay, let me see if you guys would like this or not. Okay. Because it, there was the votes were all over the place. I'm not. I'm just not sure that these are two foods that needed to get it on. I'll get it. They put them together, so it's getting it on. An ice cream company called Windy Brow Farms just created an ice cream that's filled with big chunks of pork. No, thank you. Every gallon has almost a pound of pork roll in it. No. Mm. The ice cream is also flavored uh, with French toast and maple syrup because they realized it was just, if it was just pork ice cream, it'd be gross. So if you're interested, you'll probably have to go to their main store in New Jersey Mm-mm. or other ice cream shops in that area or just buy some ham and mix it into a pint of Haagen-Dazs. <laughs> do, yeah, but do they have waffle-flavored Haagen-Dazs? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. The ice cream actually looks good. I mean, it would be waffle-flavored with, with pork and you know, with ham chunks in it. I don't know. Waffle or waffle cone? I think I would want all that sweet. Waffle with, ice cream. No. no, it's French toast. Oh, French toast, not waffles. You're right. Because mm-hmm. uh, some companies do make it with waffle cone. Yeah, they do. Yes, it. they do have waffle cones. You're absolutely right. 100 percent correct. I don't oh. buy ice cream much anymore, to tell you the truth. We, yeah, we haven't bought ice cream yeah, in a long time. Ice cream sort of grosses me out now. Well, I know what you're saying. <laughs> well, they said that is not good for people over 50. What ice cream's not good mm-hmm. for people over 50? Too much sugar in your blood. I'm too old for ice cream. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> You know, Catherine, remember when she was young enough to eat ice cream? <laughs> She's old now. She's 50 and a half. She can't have well, ice cream that. anymore. You'll get nothing in like You know it. how That's much I like to watch uh, or follow Pat Sajak on Twitter? Yeah, he is very funny on Twitter. You want to hear another funny one of his? Yes, I'd love to Happy hear Happy Dos de Mayo. Surprisingly easy to get a reservation at my favorite Mexican restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> No, he is. He's very funny on Twitter. <laughs> he is very funny. And he's another guy who's a nice guy. He does not live in uh, in L.A., though. That's probably why. Everybody thinks that, that they shoot in L.A. He lives, where does he live again? In I Maine? In Maryland. Or Maryland. Yeah, he lives in where Maryland. Where do they shoot the show? I think in L.A. I think oh. he flies out and once a week and they shoot a bunch of shows, then he goes oh, home that again. That sounds horrible. What? what? 
Be phenomenal. Yeah, Flying across the entire country twice a week. Yeah, you're right. To work one day for 20 million a year (laughs) would be just horrible. They can probably. (laughs) Well, I I, guess he probably has a private jet, so. Yeah, and they can also. I'm sure they can knock about 10 of those off in a day. Oh, I wouldn't doubt that. How much does he make? How much does Pat Sajak make Uh, a year? Lots. I bet you it's at least 20 million. He's been on that show forever. Forever. Do you know who the? Remember who the host was? No, I'm getting my show mixed up. Chuck. Uh, there was somebody Willery. before Pat Sajak. Chuck Woolery was the original host of Wheel of I was, Fortune. I, didn't I was know thinking that. of Wheel of Fortune, who was the one after Chuck Willery, but before the guy that does it now. Oh God, I don't remember. Ralph Ralph Panerska. He was a yep. kicker for the San Diego Chargers for one really? year, 1989. <laughs> for one year. Oh, but there was also a guy named Bob Gowen, who did it 89 to 91. I didn't know that. <laughs> I remember Chuck Woolery, and I remember Pat Sajak. I don't remember anybody else doing it. But uh, Pat Sajak reportedly makes $15 million a year. Well, it's not bad for one day a week uh, work. You know. Yeah, that's And if he has to do good. two, he probably just st- spends the night there and then goes home. Mm. That's a possibility. That'd be a nice uh, little thing to have a five-day weekend. Mm-hmm. Every and how old is Pat now? <laughs> Pat's got to be in his 70s, isn't he? Yeah. I think. 71. Hey, 71. There you go. He looks good, though. He lives in, let's see, he was born in Chicago. That's born in Chicago by oh. Paul Butterfield Blues Band. Um, Maryland. He was born in Maryland. So he, No, he was born in Chicago. Oh, he lives, he lives in, Maryland. in Maryland. Yes, but that, he has a second home in L.A., so. Ah. And how tall is he? He's about five foot four, I think. Um, he had a talk show for a while, remember that? He, yeah. had, a, he had a late night talk show. Yeah, because oh. he, he left um, left the Wheel of Fortune. Oh, that I didn't know. He left he, the Wheel of Fortune to do, do it. Do it. What? it. It bombed right away, and he was back to the yeah, Wheel. Yeah, it did bomb right away, I remember that. Why would you give up that cushy job? Give up the cushy job. Never position. give up the cushy job. Because they, they convinced him that America loved him so much he could pull off a talk show. Oh. Yeah, you got to be careful with that That's America like loves you Vanna thing. when Vanna did that horrible acting that she did. What do you mean? She also did Playboy, did I she? think. Mm-hmm. We shall be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Hi, this is Tom. If you spend any time at the lake, you can relate to the pure joy of hanging out on the dock. You, family, friends, and the calm of the water. If this sounds like heaven, you're going to want a flow dock. Flow docks are rock solid with double bracing to eliminate side-to-side sway. And get this, you could install, level, and remove your flow dock without even getting into the water. You see, Flo's passion to invent a better way to make life easier comes through in every product they make. Right down to flow boat lifts that are quieter, faster, and effortless to install and use. Are you starting to see a pattern here? Flow is about making things easy, meaning you have more time to enjoy being at the lake. Isn't that why you go there in the first place? See for yourself why they say they've been perfecting leisure time since 1983. Call or visit Flow's newest dealer in Chanhassen. Lakeshore Equipment, 952-474-DOC or lakeshoreequipment.com, of course. Flow docks and lifts, a better way. It's Tom telling you how easy it's been for me to lose weight on the Nutramost weight loss plan, and now you can find out how to have success losing weight at Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth, just like me, at their free informational dinner on Monday, May 21st, 6 p.m. at Jake's in Plymouth. Those unwanted pounds will melt away really fast. I lost over 40 pounds at Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth after being educated on clean eating, finding out what foods my body prefers, and I now know the foods that are weight gain triggers. As I've said over and over again, the Nutramost weight loss plan is so easy, they guarantee that you lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. There's no exercise, shots, drugs, prepackaged food, and I'm never hungry. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth has helped me change my life, and I know they can help you too. Call now to register for the Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth dinner on May 21st. To register, call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. Okay. Uh, no swearing. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, all right. That is. But you'd say all that other stuff you said. Okay. So tell me about the birds and the bees, JB. <laughs> I was wondering why he was playing. It's like, well, what day is he taking it with me? He's playing. The, the reason he's playing Disco Inferno is JB's father, Percy. Whenever he was mad enough 
he would go into his bedroom and turn Disco Inferno up full volume. Oh, <laughs> the kids would know he's mad away. Wow. Running away. There was nine of us. Holy hell. Running. Holy hell. Jeez. And, and then he was telling us that his the sex talk that his dad gave him was to put a plug into an a outlet. Socket. That's, that is great. <laughs> well, it's the male end, the female end. Yeah. Right. That's how he said, this is the male and this is the female. He said, fuck that. Yeah, it's like, okay. And don't put a fork in it. <laughs> yeah, don't put a fork in the outlet. I did that once, actually. Oh, really? I was yes. a smart kid. For some reason, I don't know why this was, but my father only would hit one of my sisters and me and the other five he didn't, never did. Hmm, that means he likes you. No. <laughs> All right. He actually told me that he didn't like me. Ouch. So, you know, That's uh, why I hit you, I guess. Probably. But I remember he hit my sister, and since I was the only other one that he ever hit, I was in her bedroom laughing about the fact that she got hit and I didn't. Yeah. I'm like, ah. And I put a fork in the outlet. I guess I did about 15 somersaults. And that was the end of that. Wow. Not necessarily good. No no superpowers? I had no superpowers, Uh, Mark. It was was no superpower. It was just sad. Tonight, tomorrow night, by the way, Acme, 8 and 1030. Yeah. From... New Orleans, Louisiana. What do you think of that? Nice. Thank you. Yay. Who that? Represent. Who that? Yeah. Oh, no. no, no, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Drew Brees is our mayor. He should be the mayor. Mm-hmm. You know, actually, we, uh, who, who is the uh, guy that the uh, same size as Drew Brees? Yeah, it is amazing that he is, he's a little bit under six feet tall and he's yeah. as good as he is. Yeah, he's a killer. Uh, cannon for an arm and a... Yep. Uh, Balding pretty good, too. <laughs> and, That's just part of the deal. And never been able to wipe that smudge off his face. Yeah, he's got a little thing there. Oh, he does? Yeah, he's you got like never, a birthmark or something. Port wine that, stain thing? No, I never noticed that port wine stain on his oh, face. Oh, yeah. We call it a Gorbachev. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a nice, Bless you. Sneeze talking about nice that. timely reference. <laughs> Hey, Gorbachev is a good and timely reference? Well, I don't, he's kind of out of the loop. Well, is yeah. he dead? Uh, he might be. Might as well be. He might be. He's dead to me. I don't know. <laughs> He's dead to me. I never liked him. <laughs> well, what are you going to do? Dirty Russian. <laughs> <laughs> He's still around. Oh, is he? great. Gorbachev is? Yep. Is he the one that had the He's the one that had the stain, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is he Russian? Yes. I thought okay. once they were in office, they stayed in office for the rest of time. Why isn't he still? Well, the Soviet Union dissolved quite some time ago. Well, yeah. I know, yeah. but doesn't mean that he couldn't stay in power. But... Didn't he? Isn't he the one that came to Minnesota? Was yeah. that Gorbachev? Yeah, many, many, came many here. years ago. June fourth. Wow. Well, I didn't know you were autistic. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You got the oh. dates down. But he came here June fourth. Gorbachev came here, and on June fourth, I believe it didn't get above what forty-seven it degrees. It was super cold. It was I remember freezing. Wow. Uh, I remember the whole city get was a Twitter because he was coming into town. Well, he's Russian. He knows about the cold. That's he does true. know about the cold. It's absolutely true. But you do not as now New Orleans in the, in the winter. We've never we've been there in the summer but never in the winter. You get a little winter down there. Yeah, it never gets below 50. Doesn't get below 50. I mean, it's a That's hot, great. humid town. It's like a turned-on vagina. <laughs> <laughs> it's just wet and moist and sticky. Sticky. Oh, oh no. yeah. I don't know if that sticky part's good. <laughs> no, no. There's some rough vages out there. Yeah, but, uh, that's what I understand. We're going to keep it clean. I see you're drinking a squirt. That's mm-hmm. appropriate. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> well, you don't have to keep it clean. You're oh. Right. So that's what like, are they? Well, you no, can swear. No swearing. Oh, no swearing. But no we can swearing. talk about... You can talk about vaginas oh, if you want. Oh, great. All right. I wasn't sure. I was it's pushing the fun. envelope. <laughs> I was pushing the envelope. Which... My wife will enjoy it, I'm sure. Okay. <laughs> What? We, we are playing footsie under the table. Yes, there it's you go. That's, that's not good. It's a long table. Yeah, it's a long foot. <laughs> so now I, I asked you this earlier, but no, you 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 started doing comedy in New Orleans, but it's not. But you said that New Orleans is not a great comedy town. It's too jazzy. It's jazzy. It's drunky. It's sinful. <laughs> you know, it's, it's people going to see boobs and get drunk um, and uh, go oh, to go to a concert, go to Mardi Gras, go to Jazz Fest, go to the French Quarter, Bourbon Street. So nobody wants to sit there and hear my my thoughts on you know cereal. 
or whatever. <laughs> My thoughts on cereal. Yeah, yeah. So you know, if they they've had shows there and it's just heckle heckle fest. So oh really? Yeah. So you, they heckle up a storm. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know what? I can see that happening. It's a lawless town. It's a lot of rowdiness and drunk yuck 'em ups and fist fights and stuff. But you said now that some people have ruined that. Yes, yes, yeah. Well, I feel like a lot of the hipsters came in, and really, uh, they like rules, you know, these kids. <laughs> really? <laughs> these kids like rules. Yeah, well, they come in, they open their health food stores and their cu- uh, cupcake shops quinoa. and uh, quinoa and the kale, and <laughs> oh, they, they claim to be open-minded and fun, but they're actually squares with a fedora on. <laughs> no, it's very true. You're absolutely right Very closed-minded. They no, I, really are. I can be honest with you. You ever been to Mrs. B's in New Orleans? Yes. I love Mrs. B's. Who doesn't? That's a staple. I mean, it's a phenomenal restaurant. Mm-hmm. You get your whatever you're looking for. I mean, your Cajun, your Creole. Cajun and your Creole. Now, where you're, you're, you said where you're from is Cajun. Is that correct? Or is that Slidell? No, we're, well, New Orleans is Cajun as well, but we're more of a sophisticated metropolis. Slidell yes. is, that's down by the bayou. It is. You know, that's like the real. We call them coon asses, which is like a, <laughs> that's like a redneck, you know, swamp oh, coon guy. Asses? Why do yeah. they call them a coon ass? I don't know. I've why. heard that saying before. Yeah, it's not a racial thing. It's not a but racial it's, thing. Uh, it's just how I just I don't know. It came up, but there's a lot of big trucks with mud tires with yeah. its coon ass on the back. You know, really? Yeah. See, I had no idea that was true. Oh yeah. So where does Baton Rouge fit into that? Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge is the state capital, and LSU is there, which is a right. huge college, Louisiana State. And that's the only thing keeping that city alive okay. is the college. I don't know why <laughs> we're not the capital in New Orleans, but it's kind of like Albany. That? Albany's the capital of New York. should be Manhattan or New York City. You but would think, yes. Sometimes they, they throw the capital, you know, St. Paul. Yeah. You know? <laughs> they throw well. the capital off to the uh, side side hustle there. So are you, are you telling me that Montpelier is not the biggest city in Vermont? I am. It's Burlington. It's Burlington. <laughs> How do you know this now? I travel this here nation doing my uh, comedic styling. But you've never been here before. Why is that? That is shocking. And, I, and I'm excited to be here, even though I've been indoors all day. But I'm happy to be here, and I've always wanted to come to Minneapolis, and I've heard great things, and it, so far it's true. It's a very... Very big comedy town. Though. I know. Mm-hmm. And the Mark, Louis I mean, Andersons and the Maria Bamford and the Mitch Hedbergs. You guys have got yeah. some great alumni. Yeah, but so why do you think it is that you've never been here before? It just happened that way. And I, I also opened for Amy Schumer and Louis C.K. for many years. And for some reason, I didn't go with them in these tours. I think I had a, a diarrhea or something happened where I missed <laughs> you had out. You diarrhea? I get it all the time. <laughs> I eat anything. <laughs> I eat anything. Yeah, I don't. So you used to open for Louis C.K. Yeah, was he easy to work with? The easiest guy, Everybody the coolest guy. Yeah. I mean, he likes to masturbate, but other than, <laughs> other that, than that, other than that, just great guy. Helped out a lot of women, mind you, and uh, just good egg and just normal dude. He's just a fat slob of a man and great. <laughs> well, I don't know if you're going to be open for him again after you said that. <laughs> well, he can take a hit. He could. Take, you know, he's not a very friendly guy to interview. Is that right? No, he's not. Oh, he, he, sorry. He's a, no, no, it's not. I don't care. Okay. Whatever. I've interviewed eight billion people in my career. Sure. But yeah, he just not. He does not. I don't think he likes radio much, and I understand that. Yeah. Because most radio sucks. Well, I think it's year. <laughs> he's been doing it for you know thirty something years. Yeah. So I think he's gone and how'd you get started? What's your process? Where do you get your material? And I think uh, thirty years of that will really yeah. wear on a redhead. See, that's what I'd <laughs> why I'd rather hear things like you say. All right. Like well, yeah. Going after you know talking about vaginas and all that. Hey, thanks. Yeah. But, <laughs> you made a point today that was a very good point, and I, most people would not be brave enough to make that point. But I can't remember what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Story of my life. We'll just we'll just have to continue our conversation, and everything will be good. Maybe it'll come up. It'll bubble it, up it at some point. Bu- it could bubble up at some point, and then everything would be wonderful. Yes, much like my erection. Well, so <laughs> your erections bubble up. Well, I got herpes. Well, okay, then that makes total. I'm <laughs> joking, but it is one in four. So, <laughs> one in four people have herpes. Oh yeah, I did not. Know so that. somebody in the room's cooking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking uh, Melania. What was it? Yeah, Melania <laughs> Trump. Melina. Yes, Melina. Melina Trump. There you yes. go. Yes, I like that. Are you guys Trump folk? Mm-hmm. Nah, we're oh, pretty. I- 
I saw the the statue of the bobblehead. Well, there's, wow, there's, there's Hillary Trump and, and Hillary Jesus. And oh, Jesus. So, oh, good point. You're yeah. all over the road there. Yeah, and yeah, a tiara. We're all over. And yeah, yeah. what else is up? Oh, there's a tiara too. Yeah. That was hers. Yeah, that's mine. Oh. It, was, it was Catherine uh, Catherine Branty at the ballpark. They made yeah. her a princess or something. Wow, look at that. Uh, I didn't know I was sitting with royalty. Pri- I don't know what I. Well, was. you were wearing a tiara. Everybody so. got one. It was oh, okay. Tiara day. It's a participation tiara. Yes. But it was Catherine Brandt tiara. Yeah, Where's Catherine? Catherine's tiara day. Yeah, that was what it was, was called at the ballpark. Yeah. Got it. It was unbelievable. Did you pitch? No. Okay. No, she was go- She was supposed to, but we were late. <coughs> we were Ooh. really late. We were late to her own day. That, that was sucks. not smart. We couldn't get there. That there was, was not smart. Do you run it? See, here's the problem. We went to a function last night, Mark. Mm-hmm. Catherine and I did. And I was talking to a guy. And first of all, when we walked in, it was at, it was at my lawyer's office. Mm-hmm. And we walked in, and the second we walked in the door, there were about, what, 200 people there? Wow. A couple hundred people. And I literally, it hit me immediately, we're the poorest people here. Oh, interesting. (laughs) By far. Uh, And you have a crown. Yeah. And you've got a tiara and a crown, the whole deal. But um, I was talking to to some people that I just met. Yeah, they all look like brand new money. Oh, got it. A lot of money. Got it. Lots of money. What was the function? For. Uh, he had moved offices and rebuilt his offices, so he wanted everybody to see his I new office. I think it was just Jeez. a little... Uh, what yeah. a jerk fest. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares about your new office? <laughs> I don't go to... Fun- I'm a functioning alcoholic. He, that's about as close as uh, I get. See, that's a good functioning alcoholic. Um, but he did... Uh, this guy I was talking to pointed out to me, because he asked me my political views, and I said, well, I'm pretty much a centrist. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, that's not a very popular position these days. I'm a centrist as well. Yeah, but how can you not be popular if you're centrist? Like, well, I kind of agree with you, and I kind of agree with you a little bit on different things. Why would you? Yeah, but you don't agree with everything I say, so get away from me. Well, that's how we live. We're so tribal now in this way of, like, you're you're different than me. Get out of here. They claim to be open-minded and progressive, Mm -hmm. but then you're just shunning a a whole other group because they disagree with you? Do you realize how insane that sounds? It's really insane. Lord of the Flies? It's true. It's bananas. It's it's crazy. And they judge you completely off that one fact. They they, Mm -hmm. think they know your whole life, and you're like, you just met me. Well, that's because they want to reduce you down to one fact. And put you in a box. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now, is New Orleans is, is New Orleans a conservative city? Uh, I don't know. No. Not really. No, no. The, the state Louisiana is crazy bananas. Cause like you go out ten minutes and it's like I'll shoot a gay guy if I see him. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of camo, a lot of duck hunting and Uh, rifles and like big trucks on a tire and all that or big tires on a truck. And so but the city is actually kind of a liberal hub, if you will, much like Austin in Texas. Yeah, you yeah, know, right. Yes, absolutely. You know, Texas, you get a lot of cowboys out there, yeah. but then you go to Austin, and it's a bunch of uh, food truck drivers. Greatest <laughs> quote in the history of American politics was Huey Long. Ooh, lay it on me. When he asked if he could, if he thought he was going to win the next election. You don't know this quote? I, I haven't heard it yet. Oh, it's phenomenal. He, they asked him, he said, uh, Mr. Long, do you think you're going to win this next election? He goes, I got it in the bag unless they find me. With a live girl or no, a dead girl or a live boy. (laughs) (laughs) What's the direct quote, quote, Andy? Andy, look up Huey Long. The direct direct quote is, I think it was a, uh, yeah, uh, a dead girl or a live boy. Live man, but oh, he said a live man. Okay, what's the direct quote? That pretty much is it. But answer, ask the question and then answer it. So it's direct. Okay. Well, the. It doesn't say the question. Oh, it just it? says that he said the only way I'll lose is if they catch me in bed with a live man or a dead girl. Wow. Oh, so they in bed. I didn't know the in bed part. Well, that was implied, I think. Also, cool to... Like, what year was that? You got a year on that there, Ann? Uh, 80s? No. 80s? No. no, no. It was much earlier than that. Yeah, because that's a pretty homophobic remark. Yeah. But yeah, those yeah. were different times. That's true. Oh, uh, the... Earliest citation known is 1983. Really? Uh, I don't know. I think he died in 83. That's what I, I don't think Huey Long actually invented it. I think it's attributed to him, but it... Oh, the, you the, think the, so? only, the, the earliest proof they have of it is Edwin Edwards, who oh, was... Oh, yeah, Edwin Edwards. A, yep. a governor of Louisiana, yep. so... Edwin Edwards. That's probably absolutely. why. 
So he said it, you're saying? Mm, I think so. Maybe. It's hard oh, to tell. God. I may have said it. Call in if you know. <laughs> yes, call in, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. More with Mark Norman. He is at uh, Acme tonight, tomorrow night, 8 and 1030. Back in two minutes, Tom Bernard. Chris Lindahl's here. Talk about people wanting to sell their homes, but uh, the problem is they don't know where they're going to go. That's right. Yeah, the biggest challenge right now is you know you can sell your house and you can sell your house for more money with the Chris Lindahl team. The issue is, is where are you going to go? You know, are you going to move in with your parents, your grandparents? Are you going to have a hotel, townhome for temporary housing? Or are you going to move in with Tom? Well, they're not going to move in with me. <laughs> they might move in with Chris, though, ladies and gentlemen. That's K-R-I-S, by the way. We have to reach right out to them. Where are they going to go? Yeah, so we have a you-don't-have-to-move-twice guarantee. Yeah, I like Where that. There's, there's five steps that we take at the Chris Lindahl team where we put those things in your contract when we represent you so that you're protected. So you don't move twice. You're in control because you're the seller. And when you find a property, then you sell. It's a wonderful thing. So you've got the answer. I have the answer. Here we go. <laughs> That's why they're America's number one REMAX results team. We'll give the first five callers a free copy of Chris's number one best-selling book, Sold, chrislindahl.com, or you can call 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing, and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. Sabre Techs give you the service you need, not the other stuff that you don't need. When you combine that with Sabre's A rating for customer service and the best equipment from Bryant, you get exactly what you need. So make the call to Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning today. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Uh-oh. And every time it rains, it rains. Panthers from heaven. Shoo-bee-doo-bee. Don't you know each cloud contains panthers from heaven? Shoo-bee-doo-bee. You'll find your fortune falling all over town. Be sure that your umbrella is up, 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 Louis up, 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 upside down. Oh, Louis Prima. There you go. For a package oh, there's another great quote. <laughs> Is this Louis another Edwin Edwards? No, it's Louis Prima when he was working at the Reno, I can't remember which, which casino, in Reno, Nevada. Mm-hmm. And Ty Cobb came down from ah, his mountain retreat. Yes. And Ty was kind of a uh, racist, as you Famous know. Famous racist. So uh, Horrible cookies, by the way. Famous racist. Louis Prima uh, started playing Sweet Georgia Brown mm-hmm. and said, Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome out in our... Uh, our audience tonight, one of the greatest baseball players of all time, ladies and gentlemen, Ty Cobb. Ty, would you come up on stage? So Ty Cobb comes up on stage. The place is packed. And Ty says in front of the entire audience, you know, leave it up to a Jew, because Abe, uh, what was the guy's name that owned the Harlem Globetrotters? Abe Rubenstein? Sounds like a Jew. He said, leave it up to a Saperstein. There you go. It's Abe mm. Saperstein. He said, leave it up to a Jew to take a great song like that and give it to a big-end basketball team. (laughs) Wow. And Louis Prima said, hey, man, watch your language, will you? And he said, F you, you dago. Damn. (laughs) A pleasant human being. So, you know, Ty Cobb, really a sweetheart of a guy. Now that's a quote. The Georgia Peach. Hey, he hated everyone. Unrepeatable He beat up a guy with no hands. He beat up a guy with no hands. Is that right? That's an easy fight. (laughs) (laughs) That's a pretty easy win there for you. Hey, I got this one in the bag. This guy's got no hands. I hope that guy was a kickboxer. So yeah, Ty. somebody had a quote saying Ty Cobb's racism was so bad it, it bordered on dementia. Yes. Oh. But what what group was he in? Because you can't, everybody's got some background. Yeah. yeah he's hitting the black, the Dago, the Jew, <laughs> yeah. like you're hitting everybody. <laughs> so what is everybody. he? I think he just hated everyone. Was he yeah. German? Everyone and, 80, everyone and everything, he what? just hated it all. Didn't his mother shotgun his father to death? Whoa. Oh my God. <laughs> Something's going on. It does not say what his ancestry was, but yes, his well, his mother shot his father with a pistol. Ooh. Oh, a pistol! I thought it was a shotgun. Close. Um, but he was born in Georgia. He's born in Georgia. Mm. He was a Georgia Peach. Cobb sounds like a English to me. Yeah, yeah something British. Mm. Yeah. Now, what was the time he was like? He was asked when he was like seventy-five if he would still be. Oh, it was three. phenomenal. What is it? Three hundred? He said. They said. <laughs> just before his death, they said. All the pitching is improved in baseball. You know, they all got that phony announcer voice. Mm-hmm. The pitching in baseball 
has gotten a lot better, Mr. Cobb, and I'm kind of wondering uh, if you were playing today, uh, you know, you're a lifetime 365 hitter. If you were uh, playing today, what do you think you'd hit against these pitchers? And he said, uh, about 300. <laughs> he goes, oh, really? Only 300? He goes, well, I'm 75 years old. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So you just assumed, yes. I mean, if I suited up today at 75, I could still hit 300. Yeah, right. It doesn't make any difference. Uh, Cobb, well, yeah, Cobb is from uh, Britain. Yeah, it is a oh, British okay, name. so he's pure whitey. Well, he oh. was worth $100 million when he died. So. You know from what, though? You know where he made all his money? Baseball. Holocaust. Coca-Cola. Oh, <laughs> Holocaust. there you go. Yeah, Coca-Cola stock. He was one of the biggest stockholders in Coca-Cola. Mm, it comes smart. from Kaba. It derives from a term meaning lump. Lump. <laughs> <laughs> lump. Well, he was kind That's of a lump, really wasn't nice. he? He was. I got one of those in my bag. <laughs> you got to check. a lump of. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he uh, he was a he made a lot of money playing baseball for the Detroit Tigers. Mm-hmm. Uh, guy was heckling him in the stands, went over and beat the hell out of him. The guy had no hands, so he Whoa. couldn't fight back. Uh, he also got uh, fined a, a few times because he sharpened the cleats on his uh, shoes mm-hmm. so he could severely injure shortstops and second basemen who tried to uh, tag him out. Wow. This guy's vicious. Well, he was quite the human being. There's a movie called Cobb. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones plays him huh. in the movie. Does is, a hell of a job. Is it? Does it depict the, you know, craziness of oh, Cobb? Oh, yeah. Oh, good. It's they, all based on the craziness of Cobb. They get it? in there is what I'm saying. It's only oh, yeah. fitting that Tommy Lee Jones plays yeah. him because of his run-ins you've said in Palm Beach. Yeah. Tommy Lee Jones is one of the biggest pricks on <laughs> earth. Is that right? Oh, yeah. God. Oh, I had no idea. Sitting in a restaurant down in, down in West, Palm, uh, West Palm Beach in Florida, and his wife is Japanese. Tommy Lee Jones' mm. wife is Japanese. So I sitting in a Japanese restaurant. And some friends of ours are at the next table. And this 15-year-old kid walks up to Tommy Lee Jones. And he's from, like you to me, we're about three, four feet apart. Mm-hmm. And as the kid walks up, he goes, uh, Mr. Jones. And he looks up and he goes, yeah, I know, kid. You love my movies. Whoa. <laughs> what a great guy, huh? Whoa. And then, of course, uh, his best friend down there, a guy named John Goodman, is in prison because yeah. he... Uh, John Goodman's in prison? Not, Not that John that Goodman. John. Oh. There's a lot of John Different Goodman. Different John. There's a lot of John Goodman. Yeah, that's the yes. first thing anyone who hears what you just said is yeah. going to think. So, John Goodman, the actor. Well, I was going to be here on Roseanne, but I killed someone. This John Goodman, we don't know why. I don't know why he had a ton of money, but he was running like He inherited the, it. Oh, why? Well, no, but I mean, I don't know where he, where it all came from. On real estate he was He was running the polo fields and all the that kind of stuff down yeah. there. Lots mm-hmm. and lots of money. And he, uh, he was out drinking with his buddies, and they... The chauffeur took him home, and then he said, I want to go back out, and the chauffeur wasn't available, so he just drove, and as he was driving his, I believe, Rolls-Royce, or Bentley, he hit an, like an 18-year-old kid and knocked him into a ditch, and the kid drowned because oh. he wouldn't go in to help him out. Holy yeah. Moses. Well, that's nice. Yes. Yeah, I have a lot of pleasant stories. Yeah. You notice that, Mark? You got some good facts in you there, yeah, Tommy. Oh, really, really pleasant stories. I, I like them. Thought. You could do a show called, you know, Scandals and Misdemeanors. I like it. Scandals <laughs> yeah. and Misdemeanors. It pretty much is this show. Yeah, I think it is, actually. <laughs> it kind of is. It kind of pretty yeah. much is this show. Oh, look at that. Mark, Mark Norman is a... Posing for Andy. For oh, yeah. Nude. And he has an actual ca- <laughs> nude, yes. He's doing a nude pose. You can check it out, TomBernardPodcast.com. It's going to be unbelievable. Boy, what other... Sc- I'm trying to think if I have any scandals that could uh, match yours. There's always some good stuff. Oh, ever- they're great scandals. There's a book out now. I can't remember who wrote it, but it's called The Comedians. And it just... Uh-oh. Each chapter is, is... It goes through vaudeville, then radio, then TV, then the nightclub scene, like George Carlin, Lenny Bruce, mm-hmm. then oh. Richard Pryor in the 80s. and the- Didn't we have that guy on the show? Was it... Ned something, maybe? Ned... Meyerkoff, come on, Andy. The no, comedians. I think it, it, you're absolutely right. I think it we is had close him on. to that, and we have had him on a couple of times. But it's a fascinating oh, book. It's all about just like you know where the word, the term stand-up comedian comes from. No, the mob, because they go, he's a stand-up guy. Oh, he's a stand-up guy. Yeah. yeah. So then that's where stand-up came from. Because the mob ran every nightclub they back did, in the day. Yes. So if you could whack a guy and the comedian wouldn't tell, he was a stand-up guy. Stand-up comedian. One guy, I forget his name, they beat the hell out of him. They tore his uh, his cheeks, like ripped his cheeks oh, like a smile. Yeah. The Glasgow smile, yeah. Yeah, and they he, they left him there and they said the 
the uh, he bled so much the blood came under the hotel room door into the hallway oh. and that's how they found him. He survived after a couple of years of surgery and whatnot. He went back on stage and they go, "That's a stand-up guy," and he never talked. Really? So that's how and that's the, where the term. stand-up came. Yeah, from. but the whole book is full of those. Cliff Nesteroff. Thank Cliff you. Cliff Nesteroff. We had yeah, him on had November him on. 2016. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, we've had him on. It was very, really, really interesting. Fascinating. That book is full of wild, wild stories. Do you think, now Richard, uh, Mel Brooks wrote Blazing Saddles. Yeah. And then Richard Pryor did a, uh, you know, the second blush of it and changed a lot of the movie. Yeah, Punch Up. A punch up, exactly. Do you think that movie could be released today? No, and I think that's a crime. And it is a crime. And I have a story. I did a Mel Brooks benefit oh, at did. Caroline's Comedy Club, oh, and I New bombed York. because the whole crowd was offended. And oh. I was like, Are you kidding me? You're Mel Brooks fans. And then they played clips from Blazing Saddles, and it killed. And I, you know, I couldn't believe it. It was yeah. it was a yeah. sad end of an era for a lot about uh, for a lot of people. It's more about who's saying it than what's being said. Which yeah. Yes, is so sad. Yeah, but that's a brilliant movie and it's it comedic brilliant. gold. And uh, it's sad that that couldn't come out today. One of the greatest scenes in that movie is when Slim Pickens comes over, <laughs> and two black men are in quicksand with the with the railroad handcart, mm-hmm. and they pull it out. And the two black guys are hanging on, so they get pulled out too. And Slim Pickens says, "Well, that was lucky. Damn near lost a four hundred dollar handcart." <laughs> <laughs> now that's funny. Oh yeah. But you couldn't do it anymore. That's a great. How about the best line in the movie? Uh, he's like, "Well, there's murder, there's rape, and there's something, and then rape." And he goes, "You said rape twice. I like rape." <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It's John, that was Richard Pryor. They wouldn't let him. Even though he rewrote the script, they wouldn't let him be star as the sheriff in the movie. I heard, yeah. He said he's too controversial. Yeah, so they had the, what was the other guy? Cleavon Little. That's the one. Well, he did he's, not live very long. No, he didn't, but he was like a handsome, more accessible Yeah, he was. Guy. And but, they also cut the best line out of the movie. Oh, what's that? When Cleavon Little was with uh, Lily Von Stupp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> great name. <laughs> great name, by the way. Uh and the lights went out, she said. And she says, is it true, because she had a yeah. speech impediment, Yes. is it true what they say about you people? Mm-hmm. And you hear the zipper go down, and there's and they cut the scene out, and which is or the sound, not the scene. But in oh, the I original... Went, I thought it just went black. Didn't it did. Screen, yeah. It was black. Yeah. Yeah. It did, yes. It so the black. screen went black. She says, is it true what they say about you people? You hear the zipper... And she goes, it's twoo, it's twoo. And they cut out his line where he said, excuse me, lady, but you're sucking on my pistol. Uh, <laughs> Which is a damn good line. Why would they cut that out? I don't know. It's phenomenal. Probably yeah. too uh, explicit yeah. at the time. And, mm. of course, they left the line in there, the sheriff is near. <laughs> so that's good. Because <laughs> that's not what Gabby Johnson was saying. Right. But... Yeah, all of that stuff now. And I mean, you're not a very old guy. How old are you? 34. Yeah, see, it's got to be tough to be a comedian your age because they don't... Uh, will they let you be funny at all? And I mean, because you say some things, which, I, like I said, I like. Yeah. You're very honest, and I like that stuff. I appreciate you liking it, but yeah, it is, uh, it's tough now to be a comedian because everyone now in the crowd is worried about how they're being perceived. That's like a God. new thing where they're going, oh, if I laugh at that, he's going to see me laughing yep. at that. Then uh. they'll think I'm this way. So it's all a bunch of pussies. <laughs> but but well, I think is. I think it's swinging back. I hate Good. to say it, but I think it's swinging back. You know, I you have hope. all these podcasts and YouTube and mm-hmm. people are doing right. their own thing. Netflix, you don't need all these censor uh, laws right. and Netflix right. and stuff like that, HBO. So I think it's coming back. But the, the filthy people and the dirty, edgy comics... You have an underground career. You'll never be on NBC or whatever. No. But you started no, no. Out, as, out as underground in the 80s, too. So There you go. That's true. So back, I think it's was, coming back. So that was back true. when the um, the opposition was highly religious. Yes, the and Reagan. now it's the exact opposite, but it's the same thing. It's this, the same opposition, but it's just coming from a different direction. From the left mm. instead of the right. And then they start telling mafia stories. And mafia stories consist of motherfuckers that died funny. <laughs> that they killed. And if you ain't killed nothing bigger than a cockroach, that shit start worrying you after a while. It's just a, these motherfuckers are serious. So let me tell you, well, 
Hey, remember, hey, I remember me. I had to make my bones right here. This fuck with me. What was his name? What? Johnny Salami. Johnny Salami. <laughs> we had to go to Cleveland. The Cabuzo Brothers. Remember they had the funeral parlor? You carry, we buried. <laughs> this fucking kick of me. So I'm going, I'm going to make this fucking here, this fucking Teamster Big Mouth. You know? Hurt a lot of people. So we go up, Ice Picks my thing, right? So we're going to show him a nice fucking time, right? We're driving around, taking fucking bowling. Who is it? Come on, tell him I call him back. Come tell him it's a fucking stick up. <laughs> so we take him to a fucking motel. We tell him we got a couple of bras. We got shit for him. We got right. This fucking cocksucker, right? So we hanging around. He's drinking. He drops his fucking drink, right? So now I say, now pop the cocksucker, right? So I'm sticking him with this fucking ice pick, right? And I'm sticking blood fucking squirting every which way. And I'm going at he's, oh God, don't kill me. Oh God, oh shut up, you guinea cocksucker, right? I'm stabbing this brick, you know what I mean? And the fucking ice pick breaks. Ah! <laughs> Only an Italian would play that and think it's funny. You're going to have to edit that whole thing out. Yeah, yeah I was wondering about that. You know what's what great about this? Do. The whole thing's off. What's great about this is that we can go to 16 now oh. because you're going to have to edit out an yeah, entire thing, minute. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Because if you just bleep it, there's beep, nobody will even oh. know. There's no way you yeah. can bleep that thing out. So, yeah, we can go to 16 not enough, here. There's not enough bleeping in the world. Yeah, there's not enough bleeping in the world. I thought you were going to play that part where the, where the guy in Youngstown, Ohio, refused to pay Richard, so Richard pulled a gun on him. Mm. And the guy started laughing at him, going, oh, he's got a gun. Oh, look at this. How cute is that? He's got a gun. Wow. How'd that end? Uh, <laughs> apparently, they, they didn't pay him, but he, they let him live. Whoa. Yeah. So that was good. Holy hell. That's always good. But there, I, are, are there aren't still a lot of mob clubs, no, are there? No, no, no. I, don't no, think no, I haven't seen one. Now it's just bitter comedians, <laughs> which might be worse. It's a possibility. Yeah. It could be worse. You might be right about that. I had a bad experience in Youngstown. That's a, that's a bad town. It's not that friendly. No, no. I did a gig at the Funny Farm. I already know it's going to be a horrible gig with that name. <laughs> And but was it an ironically bad name? No, it was bad. And so I get there, and usually the comic eats, the headliner eats free and drinks free. That's pretty standard. Sure. So I was talking to the owner. I go, "What should I get?" He goes, "Oh, you got to get the swordfish." And I go, "Oh, geez, all right." And he's like, "Get the swordfish and get a get a couple beers with it. Goes well with some beers and get a few sides." So I was like, "All right, wow, this guy's pulling out all the stops." I get it. I get all the sides. I get all the fish. I get a dessert. I get a couple beers, a few cocktails. I get the bill, it's like 200 bucks. And I go, what the hell? He's like, what? You, you got to pay for this. And I'm like, oh, I thought you were saying get it all. Like, go go nuts, you're the headliner. He's like, no, no, I was just upselling. Uh, I was Jesus Christ, so I lost half my profit on this guy's swordfish. It's just like in Blues Brothers. Yes, exactly. Yeah, pretty much. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight, tomorrow night, 8 and 10.30 at Acme. Mark, thanks for coming in. It's terrific. Thank you, sir. Come back to town soon. I would love to. I love it here. I love you guys and great dog. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Jude's a good boy. You're a good dog. We'll be back in about five minutes. Thank you. Very excited.